Hi, welcome back. I'm Stephanie Conter O'Hara, licensed professional counselor, and this is the Millennial Mental Health Podcast. I'm here today to talk about millennials and their mental health surrounding finance. Finances is something that every person as an adult begins to try to figure out and perhaps has times in which they're struggling, times in which they're blossoming. Um, So today we're going to talk about the broad spectrum of how finances impact your mental health, as well as specifically millennials and their finances and mental health. So I first wanted to start off by talking about how mental health is on a spectrum. And in case I haven't said this in previous podcasts, you can find yourself at different places on the spectrum throughout your lifespan. Typically speaking, no one is ever always mentally well and no one is ever totally suffering from mental health illness. There can be points of recovery and remission and stability. So that's important to mention. This isn't just for people who struggle with mental illness consistently. Um, These issues impact all of us. Um, Finances impact all of us, especially when the market in a lot of ways can be out of our personal control and is impacted by the collective. So I want to talk about how the recession in 2008 um, and now with COVID pandemic, how millennials specifically have been impacted by this. If There's a lot of research to show that in the first 10 years of someone's career is really important for their future financial health. You really get a footing in the first 10 years and you develop spending habits in the first 10 years of your career. However, due to the timeline of these two issues, they've happened in the first 10 to 12 years of millennials' careers. So in 2008, when we had the housing issues and um, issues with keeping people employed, a lot of Millennials struggled in the those very beginning years, unfortunately. And now again, with this financial insecurity with the pandemic. So I want to just first point out some things um, in regards to that. So there's been proven to be a gap between college-educated millennials and high school-educated millennials. And I believe the gap is about $50,000. So people who have a high school diploma are earning about 50000 and people with college education can earn up to $100,000 during this time. However, if you look at previous generations, people with a high school diploma um, were making about $80,000, and that's with the adjustment of inflation. Um, so in today's dollars, high school diploma graduates would have been making $80,000 um, during their time. So you could see how there's such a, even that $30,000 gap in today's dollars makes a huge impact on a person's ability to buy a house, pay for healthcare, pay for groceries, pay for childcare. All of these things impact um, someone's financial well being. There's a a poll that was done, the Harris poll on behalf of CNBC Make It that pointed out the three top stressors of millennials' financial issues are housing, groceries, and debt. 
These are the most burdensome things that 100,000 U.S. adults from ages 33 to 40 um, have pinpointed, which makes a lot of sense because most millennials have most millennials who have college debt have a lot of college debt, right? They could be $50,000 plus into uh, college debt. And then the housing prices are, are higher and there's shortages of uh, different resources, unfortunately, due to world issues. Um, you know, global warming, uh, healthcare not being affordable, with that information from the poll that was done, it makes it very difficult for millennials to feel on like they're on solid ground. And unfortunately, when having issues with your finances can impact your mental health by increasing depression, anxiety, might have symptoms of loss of sleep, uh, may find yourself having difficulty making decisions about where to spend your money, where to invest, whether or not it's more important to pay down debt or save for retirement, uh, or whether it's just most important to make sure you can pay your, your daily bills. I mean, sometimes when you're faced with these decisions, it can be really overwhelming. Um, and there's not a lot of education that I feel like has been available to the average person when making these decisions. You really have to go and seek out this education. This isn't just presented as most of you know, like in high school. I don't remember ever taking a a class about how to make financial decisions in high school. And even in college, I didn't take any classes on this. So this is really something that unless you're you know, parents or people around you have educated you in, you really have to do your part to seek out this information. I know I have. Um, And the good thing is there are a lot of resources for you to learn how to, to make these decisions, you know, finding a financial advisor or watching YouTube videos or reading articles on the internet, but it really is like a, a thing to, to learn how to manage um, because it's not maybe as common sense as, one might think. I also want to point out that mental health issues can cause poor financial situations. For example, if someone tends to be a little bit more impulsive, they might find themselves overspending. If someone perhaps suffering from depression or lack of motivation, they may have issues with finding work um, or consistent work. Um, Self-esteem obviously can be a, a big impact have a big impact on someone's mental health, which then could potentially decrease their likelihood for asking for a raise or changing jobs when they need to. Oftentimes when someone's facing financial issues, they might feel like their life's out of control. Um, They may be more likely to try to avoid problems, maybe not answer the phone when credit card companies are calling or avoid opening mail when they're sending you bills. Um, you might find yourself getting desperate for relief. Um, so you could buy something to make you feel better. You know, let's say you go to that very common like target shopping situation where you go in there looking for things and suddenly you've spent like double the amount of money that you want due to trying to, you know, replace some sort of like feelings of emptiness that you might have with things. Um, so, that can also be an issue 
that a lot of people face. Um, Self-esteem can plummet, as I I mentioned earlier. Um, Quite often, you can feel worse and worse about yourself, which may lead you to try to overcompensate or to try to keep up with other people, right? You see you know, your friends maybe on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, like going on vacations or buying the the newest like Gucci belt, you might find yourself feeling like, oh, if I had that Gucci belt or I went on that vacation, I might find myself feeling better too. So that leads to impulsive financial um, decision-making, unfortunately. You know, energy levels can decrease when you have mental health issues. So you can find yourself feeling fatigued, having difficulty staying on task, And unfortunately, all of these things can make it much more difficult to think about paying off your debt, um, let alone taking action. So you might find yourself like in this paralysis state, or you could find yourself in having so much debt in your mind that the idea of ever paying it off feels impossible. Uh, I know sometimes when I look at my student loans, for example, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna die with this debt. It's so much. I don't know if I'm ever going to you know, be able to climb out from underneath this. And unfortunately, that's how debt can feel, especially if you're just making ends meet um, or you're trying to live your life and also, you know, pay off debt and also trying to get ahead. You know, all of those things can be competing consistently. And sometimes it's tough to to think clearly Um, when you have things like, you know, trying to make decisions or plan ahead or organize financial situations and you're struggling for mental health, thinking clearly is also um, a big struggle, unfortunately. And it can be a, a vicious cycle. Um, as I mentioned earlier, mental health and financial health, if they're both poor, it becomes this thing that could spiral out of control. Um, people with financial worries oftentimes struggle with depression, anxiety, and substance abuse. Uh, Financial problems adversely impact your mental health. The stress of debt or other financial issues leaves you feeling more depressed and anxious. The decline in your mental health makes it harder to manage your money. You might find it harder to concentrate or have a lack of energy to tackle the mounting pile of bills, or you may lose income by taking off work due to your anxiety and depression. Uh, These difficulties managing money Uh, also can lead to more financial problems and worsening mental health problems. You become trapped in a downward spiral of increasing money problems and declining mental health. So no matter how bleak your situation at the, in the moment feels, there is a way out. Um, And that's what I want to move into now. So I think first dealing with the financial stress rather than avoiding it, or rather than trying to be in this like, choice paralysis of which one, which step is best to take, um, like, you know, live in the moment, save for the future, try to pay off all of your debt. You know, those things can be competing consistently, as I mentioned. So talk to someone, you know, maybe it's time to face your, your money problems and talk to a financial advisor, talk to, um, maybe someone in your life that you know has, solid money making decisions. And unfortunately, money is one of those things that has been so taboo to talk about. Um, And you might feel a lot of shame around the financial decisions that you've made or embarrassment um, that you feel like you haven't been able to provide for yourself or your family. 
Um, so it's good to talk to someone that you can trust or perhaps like a, a non-biased person that you feel like won't be judging you. Um, because sometimes these situations feel so overwhelming that it's too difficult to take it all on yourself. So to ease your burden, find someone that won't judge you or criticize you. Try to be honest about what you're experiencing. Um, and talking over your worries can really help you make sense of what you're facing. And hopefully a family, friend, or a loved one will be able to come help you come up with solutions um, and know that you're not alone. As I mentioned, getting financial advice from a financial advisor or someone that can help you figure out how to manage your debt and stick to a budget. There's a lot of great programs out there to help you manage and see where your money's going. Um, you know, I think Google has a Google Pay app that sh shows you where you've spent your money. Um, there's programs like You Need a Budget. Um, that's like a, a monthly fee for you to pay to, again, like sh have you be very clear about where your money's going and how much money you have in each um, category of spending um, based on your, your total income. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different programs. Those are just two that I'm thinking about right now. But it's good to use resources and tools that are in your favor and within your reach. Um, because it's, again, money is one of those things that I feel like if you don't know how to do it in a way that is like logical and streamlined, it can become this very emotional reaction, right? Like I know for myself, if I'm having a bad day, I think, oh, maybe, you know, I can just like go buy myself a, a nice new shirt or I can go get in that Starbucks line and buy a latte. Maybe that might make you feel better. But if you already have money as a, an issue, doing those things could cause you more financial stress. So maybe it would be best to have like a budget for, oh, these are the, my, I have a hundred dollars set aside for the whole month of impulse purchases to make me feel better. Right. And having a budget hopefully will help you decrease your guilt that you might feel later um, after you've purchased something. So planning ahead is super valuable um, and taking an inventory of your finances and knowing what your debts are, what your patterns and triggers are for spending. Um, again, if you know that you're someone who buys things when you feel bad or buys things when you're tired, maybe it might be important to make a list of things to do when you feel tired or lonely or sad that don't include shopping, don't include eating out, don't include like looking online and seeing what other people are doing, which then increases your likelihood to want to join them and buy things from ads that you see on the internet. Um, small changes can be really important. Um, because you can't just like break uh, all of your money habits at once. You might want to just find one thing that you do differently. Like, all right, instead of buying lunch out every week, I'm going to make my lunch. Instead of, you know, driving through the Starbucks um, to go 
line, I'm going to bring my coffee every morning. And it's really just about like eliminating impulse spending um, as well as, again, knowing where your money is going. So, you know, you have, you know, let's say just for simplicity purposes, a thousand dollars in your budget. And you know that $200 needs to go to healthcare, $500 needs to go to rent, you know, $100 needs to go to groceries. Well, after you add all of that up, you only have a certain amount of money left to do other things. And so rather than overspending, putting that money on a credit card or pulling money out of your savings, you live within those, those numbers and in, in your uh, current means. It's also important to like go easy with yourself. You know, as you review your debt and your spending habits, remember that anyone can get into financial diff- difficulties, right? Like you get sick, that costs you money. You weren't planning on that. No one was, right? You've had a surgery, you broke your arm. Now you have all these extra money issues. Again, no one plans for that. Perhaps you get laid off. Perhaps you, I don't know, something unexpected happens and anyone can have something unexpected happen, which create creates these financial stress stresses. So it's important for you to be kind to yourself and gentle and use some self-compassion and, and know that you're just like not alone. It's important to make a plan and do your best to stick to it and put your plan into action. Um, monitor how successful you've been with your plan. I personally have a plan um, on this website called Undebt It, and it has like month per month. Okay, I'm going to put $300 towards this bill, $100 towards this bill, $200 towards this one. And every time that I pay the bill, I indicate it in the software and I find myself feeling like, oh, wow, like I've accomplished something. I am making progress because when you're just making those payments month after month, sometimes it feels like you're like literally going nowhere and you're like, what's the point of continually paying this every single month? And it feels like the balance isn't going down or I'm just on this like hamster wheel. So being able to see your progress, I think can be really helpful with any goals, especially financial goals, right? It's kind of like, um, you know, getting stronger and going to the gym. Why would you go every single week if you don't feel like there's not no progress being made? So, you know, you measure progress at the gym by seeing what weight that you've increased to, or you've seen how much faster you can run a mile, And those numbers can really help continue you to feel motivated. So monitoring your progress is really important. It's also important to not get derailed by setbacks. Um, We're all human and we all make mistakes. And no matter how tight your plan is, you may find yourself straying from your goal or something unexpected happens. Um, So try not to blame yourself, but get back up and you know, get back on track as soon as possible. Again, I have another example for this. Um, My dog, who I love very much, unfortunately needed a a surgery that costs like $7,000. Very expensive, right? And obviously, I don't want my dog to suffer. So, you know, I get had him get the back surgery. But that put back my plans for getting out of debt by several months. Um, and sometimes you just have to be easy on yourself and accept that, okay, life happens, things happen, 
I'm not going to reach my goal like I initially planned in the timeline that I originally planned, but I will reach my goal. It will happen. I just need to readjust my plan, put the goal out a few months in the future, and, and that's okay. Creating a monthly budget is important. Manage your overall stress. Okay, so this is more of how to help your mental health impact your financial situation. We just talked a lot about how to improve your financial situation so it can impact your mental health, but sometimes you also need to pay attention to your emotions and your mind, not just the logistics. So maybe get moving, use um, exercise as a way to help reduce stress, boost your energy and mood, even if it's only 10 minute bursts um, throughout the day. Maybe you go up and down the stairs. Maybe you take a 10 minute walk around the, the block. You know, the more that you can get moving, the more serotonin will be released in your brain. Um, and try to aim for 30 minutes a day most days. Practice relaxation techniques. Take time to relax each day. Give your mind a break from constantly worrying about things, including your finances. Um, maybe you do some meditation. Maybe you do some breathing exercises. Uh, maybe you participate in some yoga or a nice bath. Um, whatever you feel like helps you recharge, make sure you practice those relaxation techniques. Sleep. As I mentioned earlier, sleep can be a sign that you've, you're experiencing depression and anxiety. So focusing on having good sleeping habits is really valuable. So make sure you pay attention to your sleep um, as well as what you're eating, right? If you are feeling lethargic, you might find yourself eating things that aren't actually boosting your mood. So pay attention to what you're putting in your body that's fueling your body and giving you more energy and better mental health. Focusing on boosting your self-esteem. Um, unfortunately, when you have financial issues, that may be tied to this feel feeling of failure um, and impact your self-esteem. But there are plenty of other things and more rewarding ways to improve your self-esteem than judging yourself based on what your financial situation is. So you can hopefully have increased self-esteem by helping others. Volunteering can increase your confidence and ease stress, anger, and anxiety. Um, maybe spending more time learning a new skill or enjoying, enjoying company of other people, perhaps spending time in nature. All those things can help boost your self-esteem. Um, and be grateful for the good things that you have in your life. Sometimes when we're plagued with financial worries and stress, we find ourselves feeling like, oh, we don't have what we need or we have we have less or um, it kind of creates this focus on the negative. So while you don't want to obviously re ignore the reality or pretend that everything's fine, you also want to take you know moment to appreciate what you do have. Maybe it's the love for your pet that you just spent $7,000 on a back surgery for, or maybe it's the beauty of the sunset, or maybe it's, you know, the joy of getting to spend your life with your friends and your family or a partner. Um, so keep those things in mind, because if you find yourself surrounded by constant stress and worry, um, that's just going to decrease your mood and then impact your financial dis decisions um, 
So trying to manage your stress is really important. So I think I talked about a broad spectrum of things here, specifically why millennials may be suffering from financial issues. Um, also how finances impact your mental health and how your mental health impacts your finances. And hopefully gave you some ideas of ways to increase your mental health and increase your efficiency with managing your finances. Um, obviously I'm not an expert on finances, um, but I definitely would encourage you to find someone that you do feel like could be an expert or could help you if this is something that you're struggling with. Um, I know I've found a lot of great resources online and have received help from my financial advisor because again, like we're in this phase of life where there's a lot of un economic uncertainty, prices of things are changing, healthcare is ever increasing. Um, and to be aware of how you can best show up in the marketplace and best show up for yourself mental health wise is super valuable um, for long-term success. So feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. I'd be happy to answer them. Um, my information's in the show notes. Again, my name is Stephanie Contrahera. I'm a licensed professional counselor. Um, and thank you for listening. Take care. See you next week.